0: <laughs> oh my God! It's been eighty. How long? What, what's that Titanic thing? Eighty four years. It's been eighty four. No, it's it's eighty something. It's been eighty four years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. So we've been gone for two weeks. It feels like a month and a half. Two weeks is a very long time for a brand new podcast that should be trying to get off the ground, but instead they have to take two weeks off. But we're going to tell you why. So um, we missed our first week because we literally could not. Find a time that the both of us were off of work to record that yeah. week.
1: Uh, your friends were in town, and then my
0: friends were in town. You were moving. Yeah. yeah, every like it was just a bad. I mean, it wasn't a bad week. It was just a busy week. Um, and then last week, <laughs> I'm still not over it. I'm... Last week, um, we recorded. It was great. We talked about Black Lives Matter for like half an hour. Yeah. Um, and then I gave a very, uh, disorganized talk about what we're going to be talking about today still probably going to be disorganized because somehow in all this I still haven't managed to put a outline together for it because <laughs> I have so much homework and life has just kind of kicked my ass this week but last week um, I went to go sit down and uh, edit the episode that we had recorded and it was gone yeah. absolutely gone did not exist anywhere on my computer I cried so hard I spent a solid two hours trying to figure out what the heck had happened and uh yeah, couldn't figure it out. Still don't know what happened. Proud of me. Um and then after that, the whole world just kind of fell apart. Uh yeah, for me a couple couple days. Couple days. Life was crazy. I cried a lot. <laughs> it's okay. But we're on the we're on the other end of it now. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. And here we are recording. So, today because um both of our episodes so we've we've recorded both of these episodes before, but something wrong has happened. Ooh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my, the, the the infamous oops. Sophie came in hot. <laughs> Sophie um, did come in hot. For those of you who I was gonna say for those of you who can't see, it's a podcast. None of you can see. Um my cat Sophie just came running into the living room of my apartment, which is where we're recording on the floor. Um, she came running in and skidded across my
1: uh My coffee table.
0: (laughs) So that was a scary moment. That was.
1: I thought your wine was. I thought. I thought that was gone.
0: Every every we have. I have wine and water on this table. I am the. I'm both sides of Jesus. Amazing. That's really sacrilegious. Oh, I
1: can't wait to (laughs) meet Jesus. I was gonna say go home and drink. (laughs) 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 And then I realized we were recording. (laughs) Oh, please forgive me. Hi, mom. I'm I'm keeping that in. Okay. I don't drink as much as I may come off like I do. Ever, actually. But I'm going to tell you what. If you guys could have heard the speech that I gave about this beer that Crystal gave me last week. <gasps> oh, that's right! Yes, ma'am. Oh,
0: man. I, you know, I, I have one in the fridge. Do you? I have one left. No, that, that's yours. That green zebra. I mean, I was going to send it home with you anyway. I'm
1: not... Okay, I'm not going to say no. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, no, I have one, one left that I forgot I had. Amazing. So you can have it.
1: Just a small little recap from what we missed. Last week, with all this craziness going on in the world right now, between the Black Lives Matter movement, which we do support, yes, by the way, yes, um, and COVID nineteen, um, we decided that this month for our Patreon, that yes, that we're going <laughs> to donate that money to an organization and we'd actually talked about doing a bail, like donating mm-hmm. to one of the bail funds for the people who were arrested while protesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do a little more research on that, but we just wanted to let you guys know.
0: Yeah. So our Patreon money, it goes toward all of our subscriptions that we have to have to keep the podcast going. So like our hosting site, um, our editing software, all of that. But then beyond that, uh, anything extra that we get, we'll um, which will be a, a decent amount, yeah. it yeah. is going to get donated. So we
1: just wanted to let you guys know that that is our plan. We're mm-hmm. going to
0: do a little more research. We haven't decided how long we'll be doing that for, but it'll probably just, it'll be probably more than just this month. Yeah. So if you are interested in, um, supporting that through our Patreon, mm-hmm. um, you can find that at www.patreon.com slash hot message of history. And even though the payment date for this month is already passed, you can still do that and still be supporting that. Cause we'll probably do it at least for next month. And then we'll kind of talk about how much longer. Yeah we're gonna do it after that so
1: um also patreons or anybody in general if you have any recommendations Mm -hmm. for good GoFundmes or anywhere that you recommend that we donate to please feel free to let one of us know on either our instagram or our twitter or email email, yeah or email us um because we want we want our money to go to something that is yeah i don't want to say worthy of the money but like
0: we we want to make sure that it's something that's going to be as close to the source as possible, something yeah. that's going to be used as directly as is yes. possible. So yeah, now that that's out of the way, now that we've explained ourselves for our absence, uh, we are going to be combining two episodes into one. So you're going to be hearing from both of us today. Might be a slightly longer episode than normal. Might still be the same length because we've so we've recorded both of these episodes previously. I think we mentioned that before. But whenever we recorded one of them. Um, my neighbors were—that's that, actually the last episode we recorded in this apartment—and uh-huh. now we're back, so hopefully Watch. we won't manifest that well, again. Yeah, hopefully
1: I don't forget how to speak.
0: That true? That that true? Yeah. <laughs> For what I'm going to talk about, the episode mysteriously disappeared. For what Megan's going to talk about, um, my neighbors were fighting so loudly you could hear it in the audio. Yeah. And that was the last time we recorded in this apartment, so let's not manifest that again. Even though they do still live here and they do still fight a lot, they were Aww. fighting last night and the night before. It's been ridiculous. But yeah, both of them were pretty short episodes when we did record them, so now we're just going to combine them into one and make one slightly longer episode. We were
1: originally going to drop two episodes um, this coming week, so when you're listening to this, it would be two episodes, mm-hmm. but we combined them because what, we, what we're what we talking about, there's not a whole lot of information on both of them. Right. You know, it's pretty to the point, so. Right.
0: And also, that's that's a lot. And I have a lot of homework to do, yeah. and there's there's a lot of other life happening for me right now, and I've yeah. just got other things I need to worry about. Right. Um, not that this podcast isn't important to me; it's very important to right. me. Um, but
1: you've got family things going on that yeah. are very important right now. So. Yeah.
0: A lot of a lot of life is happening currently, and I need to. I this podcast is important to me, but families first. Families first. All right, dude. So let's dive in.
1: We, we've missed you guys.
0: We've honestly, I've really, so I really missed it whenever we fully missed a week and didn't even record. And we talked about that in the last episode that we recorded, but I, I mean, I cried.
1: I, yeah. I
0: sobbed. I spent two hours Googling, emailing my professor of my editing class who has nothing to do with this podcast, just being like, is there any way to get this yeah. back? What have I done? And I thought you were going to hate me. I was no. like, Megan's never going to no. talk to me again. It Our happens. patrons are all going to delete their pledges. Nobody did. I was, so patrons... I know you're listening. Thank you. We love you. Honest <laughs> to God. You have been nothing but patient with us the last two weeks and we're, we're trying, dude. But, you know, the world is a hot mess and that's why we're here. Exactly. So you guys can understand that sometimes the hot messiness just interferes with life a little bit. But once, you know, once we get the groove of it and hopefully once I start work, stop working so dang much.
1: Yeah. That's the well, goal. Yeah.
0: I'm, but I'm about to start sharing my expenses. So, yeah,
1: yeah that's true.
0: It's going to be nice. Yeah. I'm excited about that.
1: It'll be really good for both of you,
0: I think. It, it will be. It really will be. It'll give us both some time to good. to just, like, I mean, just to begin life, really. Yeah. That's kind of what, not to begin life. I mean, I've been independent and doing my own thing for a long time, but, but you you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Be- begin a different phase of life. And I mean, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a weird place where I like both of my jobs a lot right now. Yeah. But also, I recognize that working 80 hours a week is not something that I can continue my whole life. In my early 20s, I don't need to do that, you know? No,
1: you don't. You really don't.
0: And I don't want to be that person that chooses to do that. And I don't want kids, so it's never going to be something that affects my kids. But I don't want to wake up 20 years from now and realize that the only memories I have are memories from work.
1: (laughs) No, exactly. And I mean, some
0: of my best friends are from my jobs, but... I mean, that's like you and I, we started out as really good work friends and now we hang out.
1: Exactly. And
0: if I can cut my hours down a little bit, maybe we could hang out more than just <laughs> no. like once every, no. once a week. All right, let's get, let's get into it. So I don't have an outline again, um, but hopefully it'll still work out well. I guess you guys didn't listen to the last episode that I didn't have an outline in because it's an episode on the same thing. But um, yeah, so what I'm going to be talking about today. Oh, um, good morning, spiders.
1: Good morning, spiders. Good morning, parents. Good morning, high school teachers good morning <laughs> good morning
0: high school teachers good morning cats yes not just ours all of them all of the cats if you're if your cats are in your house listening to this podcast right now tell them we said hi or i'm I'm gonna tell them right now hi cats i'm glad i'm glad you're here um i currently have one on my lap she's a happy dude maybe this is why she's been such a little butt probably because she just wanted attention and i understand me, that me when i <laughs> need attention. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what I'm going to be talking about today is the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. Um, you've, you, Megan, have heard it before, but I'm surprised. So, let's just dive right in. The Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire happened on March 25th, 1911. Some sources say that 120, no, 145 people were killed. Most of them say 146. So we're going to stick with 146. Um... It's remembered as one of the most infamous inf- incidents in American industrial history. Uh, and I think that's really interesting because everybody that I've talked to about it since announcing that I was going to do it on the podcast has been like, what's that? And I'm like, I remember this from high school, dude. And I don't remember anything from high yeah. school, except apparently my English teachers. Um, <laughs>
1: I, don't, I don't remember learning about this at all. I mean, maybe I did, but I also blocked out a lot of my high school memories. So. Heard.
0: 86.
1: 86 high memories.
0: memories. Heard. Um, so, what the sources that I'm going to cite are um, two articles from history.com. One of them is the is just titled "Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire," and the other is titled is titled "How the horrific tragedy of the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire led to workplace safety laws." Um, and then there's also an article from. Um, the United States Department of Labor Occupational Safety and Health Administration, which if you don't know, that's OSHA. Um, if you listen to TikTok and you've heard that sound that says, come with me and you'll be in a world of OSHA violations, yeah. that's, that's, this is OSHA. Um, they're the ones that you're violating whenever you do stupid stuff at work. So for their 40th anniversary, uh, OSHA's 40th anniversary of being a thing, um They released this article about the fire. Let's get into it. We'll get into a little bit of background on the company. So, or about the factory specifically. So it was owned by Max Blank and Isaac Harris. It was located on the top three floors of the Ash building, which was in Manhattan in New York city. It really was a a sweatshop. It employed young immigrant women who worked in cramped spaces. They had lines of bulky machinery and sewing machines. Um, Nearly all of them were teenage girls who did not speak English. They worked 12 hours a day, every day, um, there were only four elevators with access to the factory fires, but only one was fully operational on the day of the fire and the workers, or no, only one was fully operational period. And the workers had to file down a really long corridor to reach it. Um, there were two stairways down to the street, but one of them was locked from the outside to prevent stealing and also to prevent people from going on breaks. Um, so yeah, so they were locked inside. Um, it wouldn't slow production down if they couldn't just get up and leave, Um, and then the other one only opened inward. That's going to be important later on when we are talking about the fire. Um, the fire escape was so narrow that it would have taken hours for every worker in the building to use it. And it was also built really, really poorly. That's so awful. I know. Uh, the women didn't even even have access to a bathroom in the building and they couldn't go outside to use it. Very cool. There was also, even though it was filled with highly flammable materials because it was a textiles factory, there were, there was little attention uh, paid to fire prevention. So Isaac Harris and Max Blank, I can't remember where exactly I read it or which one of these articles it was in, but they were known for, so they had, um, they owned a couple of factories and there were many a factory fire in their factories. Coincident. Coincidentally. Um, but the fires were always started... Um, before operating hours, like in the early morning before anybody came in, uh, there was never any loss of life or anything, but there was enough damage for them to get insurance money. So not saying they did it, not saying it was ever confirmed that they did it, but let's not be dumb. Um, and in general, they were just shady people. So before all of this fire, um, uh, there was a lot of. Discontent over wages and working conditions at, at Triangle and also other garment factories in the city. Um, so this led tens of thousands of workers to strike in 1909. Um, they sought out a 20% pay hike and a 52-hour week, as well as safer working conditions. So remember, they were working 12 hours a day, seven days a week.
1: Oh, I um, think we did the math last episode. We did.
0: They were making like four cents an hour or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, which is different. and it, it ended up being like... No, they were making like seven cents an hour, which turned out to be less than like four dollars an hour. Now, yes, but they were working.
1: It was like eighty some hours a week, right?
0: It's twelve times seven, which I should be able to do in my head. Eighty-six, maybe. Eighty-four, 84. close. Okay, um, so they were working eighty-four hours a week and making it's like five dollars a week or fifteen dollars a week. Hold on.
1: I want to say it
0: was like 15. Oh, that's right. So, one of the articles, this was really frustrating because both of these articles are from history.com. One of them said they were working 12 and a half hour days for $6 a week and the other one said they were working 12 hours a day for 12 hours a day for 15 hours or for $15 a week. So, even within history.com itself, there is discrepancy. But regardless, they weren't getting paid jack shit. Right. Um so, during the strike, Blank and Harris were the most hostile toward the Strikers. Um, Oh, on top of all of that, they even had to supply their own needles, thread, irons, and sometimes even their own sewing machines to work there to make nothing. Um, So whenever the strike was happening in 1909, uh, the Triangle owners were very hostile toward the unionization or the attempt to unionize. Uh, the strike ended in February of 1910 workers went back to their job and there was no union agreement according to the AFL CIO history, which is found that line is found in the history.com article, the second one. Um, so they moved production out of New York city to avoid the strike. And then they hired thugs and beat writers. Um, they hired thugs to like bully employees to get back to work (laughs) and they it's not confirmed but it's very likely that they bribed the police to arrest strikers and look the other way whenever they did shady shit to them so cool um so yeah on the afternoon of march 25th it was a saturday it was very close to closing time uh 500 people were working in the triangles factory um again it was three floors and the building had only been built 10 years before that so it wasn't that old right um so court testimony later placed the blame for the blaze on a fire that started in a fabric scrap bin on the eighth floor. Um, more than likely uh, started by a discarded cigarette. Um, and again, the the factory closed at 4 p.m. So, like, they were so close to the end of their day. Yeah. Um, Triangle had water buckets in place uh, in case, like, as amateur fire extinguishers before. She got my counter. Selfie. I don't even have the energy to yell at her right now. Um, So they had the water buckets, which was actually really common in different garment factories at the time. Um, But one worker, uh, Mary Domsky Abrams, recalled later in an early 1960s interview, actually, which I think is really interesting.
1: That is interesting.
0: Oh, there's an empty cardboard box over there she's playing in. Um, (laughs) But so she was in an interview in the early 1960s with, Um, an author named Leon, Leon Stein. Um, And she recalled that the buckets were empty Uh, in this quote. It says on that particular morning, the day of the tragedy, I remarked to my colleagues that the buckets were empty and that if anything were to happen, there would be, they would be of no use end quote. Uh, So they did have them, but it didn't matter. Um, So basically the fire started The managers attempted to use the fire or a fire hose to extinguish it, but the hose was rotted and its valve was rusted shut. So rotted hose, rusted valve, uh, empty water buckets. Great time for everyone involved. Uh, the fire grew. People panicked. Um, the workers tried to exit the building by the elevator, but it could only he- hold 12 people at a time, and the operator was only able to make four trips back and forth before it broke down.
1: Flashback to Titanic.
0: Right. A lot of women were left um, desperate and th- while they were waiting for the elevator, and some of them jumped down the elevator shaft to their death. Um, some girls fled via the stairwells, um, but again, in one of them, they found a locked mm-hmm. door, and on the other one, the door opened inward. So let's talk about the semantics of this. It's a panicked group of women. They're running down these stairs. They get to the door. The person at the front of the door goes to open it. It only opens inward. There's a mass of people pushing her toward the door, and she can't get it open, which is the most heartbreaking moment to think that you could have gotten out. Like, the door was there. It was open. It wasn't locked. But because of the swelling mass of people behind you, you could not pull it inward. So if you ever notice a door leading outside of a building, it will never open inward. Ever. Yeah
1: that's so awful. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean make try and notice that. Notice that about like stairwells and fire escapes and stuff like that. You will very rarely ever find a door that opens inward. Yeah. Um a- out of like a major building.
1: <sighs> so for awful. this
0: exact reason. So many many of these girls were burned alive in these stairwells. <laughs> um workers who were on floors above the fly- fire including the owners Uh, escaped the roof, and then jumped to the adjoining buildings. So the buildings were close enough together that they were were able to jump. Um, Firefighters arrived. Many girls who did not make it to the stairwells or the elevator were trapped by the fire inside the factory and began to jump from the windows to escape it. Um, Some of the bodies fell on the fire hoses, which made it hard to begin even fighting the fire, and the firefighter's ladder only reached seven floors high and the fire started on the 8th floor. Um
1: It's like that song ironic. And I think I said this last time. I think you did. Like literally like Yep. It's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife yep. and it's like here's this ladder that's going to help me to my safety. Oh, only reaches the 7th floor. Yep. How ironic is that? Yep.
0: I know that one one thing I read said that only went up 6 floors, but regardless, it was just so Either close way. and not not enough um some women didn't even make it to the hallways uh because the fire started and because of how cramped in all of the machinery was and how there were these like long hallways where you couldn't i imagine it to be like rows of machines pushed up against walls there was only one exit out of it so like you could only get out one way but some girls were trying to like climb on top of it to get away from the fire they fell into it they couldn't get like over the machine tables in time And they fell into the fire oh Before they could goodness. even make it out of the room Firefighters eventually found a six foot high Pile of bodies jammed up Against a door to the back stairway oh My God! So they I couldn't even make it to the door To the back stairway And I bet you that door opened inwards too Probably I would bet money um,
1: My god dude
0: So one woman who survived Her last name was Friedman What's her full name Oh Cecilia Walker Friedman uh, she somehow made it to the elevator and then she was one of the ones to watch as the elevator car went down the shaft um, and left the door open. So she wrapped a decorative muff around her hands, leapt into the shaft, and grabbed the elevator cable sliding all the way down to the bottom. She broke her arm and her finger and she suffered a head injury and a burn that went like all the way along her body, but she survived.
1: Oh my god. Um...
0: However, more, more often than not, people right. die dr- jumping down the elevator shaft. That's, um, in, that's
1: incredible. Right? That, I mean, that she lived, you know? Right?
0: Um, that's like the most badass image. This woman's right? being like, here I go!
1: I feel like in every everything that we go over, there's at least one woman that's just like totally badass. This
0: is, this is the unsinkable Molly Brown of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. Yes. Cecilia Walker Friedman. Amazing. I love her. So, some people... Who tried to use... Or, okay, so we're going back to the uh, the fire escape. The fire escape bent and collapsed under the weight of the workers who were trying to flee. Yeah. Um, some workers waited at the windows, again, just to watch as the ladder couldn't reach them. Um, as
1: we're sitting here discussing this, like, I'm trying to think of what I would do in that situation. And, like, I'm kind of, like, sitting here rationalizing with myself. Like, if I know that, like, I'm not going to be able to make it out, like... Genuinely, do I, like, just almost give up? You know? Like, if mm-hmm. I know without a doubt, like, if I were in this situation, mm-hmm. like, it's either I jump out this eight-story window mm-hmm. and die when I hit the concrete, mm-hmm. throw myself down the elevator shaft, probably will not live. Like, mm-hmm. the probability of me dying is very likely. Like, mm-hmm. do I just give up or do I do I attempt? You know? Like, and I guess it, like, it just, like, I guess it just depends on if you're, like, a glass half-full, yeah. half, you know? But, like... I don't know, like...
0: I think I would have tried to grab the elevator shaft cable, but if women had already started jumping into it and dying, like, I wouldn't just free fall into it. I would also try and use the shaft, uh, like, the cable. Like, Um, I definitely
1: wouldn't jump out the window, I don't think. I definitely wouldn't try the door that all these women were trying to go out of.
0: Well, they didn't know. Well, well no. I mean, I guess some of them probably knew that it was locked, but the one, I mean.
1: Well, but, like, I'm saying, like, if I saw all these people, like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't. Yeah, if you
0: had already seen, like, if you were one of the last to get out of the room and you were like, that didn't work. All right, not going to go down there. Right. Obviously, they're burning alive. Right. Not going to go down there. Obviously, they're burning alive. Not going to jump down the elevator shaft because, obviously, they're all falling to their deaths and can't grab the cable. Right. Um, Honestly, I feel like if jumping down the elevator shaft and grabbing the cable weren't a viable option, I, honest to God, think that I would probably jump out a window. And only because the idea of burning alive scares the shit out of me. We talked about
1: this last time. Did we? Okay. I think so. Like, that is literally top, like top three ways that I do not want to die yeah I don't really have a number set order but I definitely... however I die I
0: just want it to be quick exactly. I don't want to know what's happening exactly. hence jumping out a window I'm gonna be scared out of my mind That's for the true. 10 seconds that I'm fa- not even 10 seconds for the five seconds that I'm That's falling true. I don't know, but though.
1: like I mean yeah I guess if you think of it as like and logistics is like you're either gonna burn alive or you're going to
0: be scared for five seconds before you hit the concrete and, and have, you're gone
1: right yeah I mean I guess you're right
0: I would not. If if my options were jumping out of a window and being burned alive, I'm absolutely jumping out because the window. Because you're gonna
1: like you're gonna be alive longer while you're burning alive. Exactly. Whereas If you like, you're gonna the feel concrete.
0: you're gonna feel all of that. Once you hit oh that concrete, God. you're gone. This is terrible. This is the most ridiculous conversation we've ever had. But it's I mean it's honestly, it's like, honestly this, these are like, things I think about.
1: Same!
0: Like, my anxiety is so high that I am constantly looking at situations of how I'm going to escape them. Yeah. Um, and if, that mean- if my escape is death, that means that I'm planning how I'm going to choose yeah. to die. Which yeah. is, like, it's kind of like walking around D.C. I am never alone when I am in D.C. Yeah. Ever. Me in um, Atlanta. Right. But there, if there are ever times that I'm like... If, if mm-hmm. I ever feel nervous... In a situation, not even just in D.C., if I'm just if I'm anywhere in any situation, and I'm in any situation and I feel uncomfortable, I am immediately calculating exactly how I could die. Yeah. And I'm picking which one I'm going to go with if I have the <laughs> <Yes>. choice. <laughs> because one, I listen to way too many true crime documentaries.
1: You're welcome. And
0: <laughs> listen, that started before I ever met you. But yes, thank you. And two, because I am so scared of having a prolonged death. That I want to make sure that if I have a choice to go out in the quickest way possible, that's exactly how I'm doing it. Yes. I am in fight or flight. Well, actually, I can't can't say. If I was actually in a fight or flight situation, that would be a different story. But if I'm in a burning alive or jumping out of a window situation, I'm jumping out the window. Yeah, I
1: mean, I guess if you think of it like that. But I also didn't think of it like that. I thought of it as like. Firefall. Yeah, I guess. Like, it's like am I going to waste my time trying to live when I know the probability isn't high or if like when I just, you know what oh, I'm saying? Like,
0: okay. So you're thinking about, am I going to try and survive knowing it's not going to work or am I just going to accept my fate? See, yeah. in my mind I'm dying either way <laughs> and I'm just dying in the least painful way possible. Yeah. See,
1: though, no, like, see, I think of it as like, do I try even though the probability isn't there or mm-hmm. do I just accept it for what it is and just perish?
0: Yeah, no. Which is I, uh,
1: that's crazy. Like how our mind, like yeah. that, just like honestly, listeners, that's all you need to know about Crystal and I. <laughs> the I types of people just, that we are. Megan's at least a little optimistic, and Crystal's just like, well, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean,
0: my therapist would and, be well, so. Cons- Mom, listen, I'm fine.
1: <laughs> I guess, I guess, in the actuality, though, like our mindsets are pretty similar. They really are. Like, They're, yours yeah. yours is more like direct, as if like I am going to die. See, so you're you're at least
0: m- thinking like. I could survive, but probably not. Yeah, I'm not even giving room for the idea that I would survive if well, I did either
1: one. Yeah, no, because like if you're jumping out an eight-story window.
0: But again, my first choice is going to be to try and hit that elevator cable. If I can get in early enough, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go for that but first. If I was, if I was, I'm uh, gonna
1: make a really dark joke, but I'm just not going to. No, do it. If it's I that dark, I'll say, cut it if out. All the bodies are just built up. You've got a cushion at the <laughs> bottom. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: I see. Right. But also, so here's my thing, though. If you jumped on the elevator shaft, how how did she get out? I want to have a conversation with her and ask her how she got out because if the doors were closed. Well,
1: when I imagine an elevator, you can't see the top, right? Like, you can't see the, like, the very top of the elevator. You see, like, when the elevator doors open in the hallway. You see, well,
0: you obviously jumped down the cable, so she held the cable, she fell all the way to the bottom. She landed on top of the elevator itself. Right, that's what but I'm saying. But I'm thinking how she gets out the door. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because
1: like when you like when you're standing in a hallway and the door's open, you don't see the very top of the elevator. Like she would have had to have like
0: climbed up and pried them open. I want to I want to know. I want to know how that happened. Yeah. Or maybe it was like an industrial elevator and it didn't have a roof.
1: This was when was when did this happen?
0: 1911
1: it's possible and we have to think about that too because like all of this stuff isn't regulated by like safety it, measurements that we have today well
0: that's the whole point well, of this. yes
1: <laughs> yes but also like like i just said i'm sitting there thinking of the elevator like right. we have today not like 1911 right. no osha elevators like not an elevator that get ins- that gets inspected twice a year. I'm thinking an yeah. elevator that was installed and was never touched again. <laughs>
0: right. Um, obviously, <laughs> since there were four in the building and only two of them were, or only one of them was, was in operation. You know, I'm thinking about all of this, and all I can think about is um, I made the terrible mistake in my emotionally vulnerable state to start rewatching uh, Grey's Anatomy. You're welcome. I don't know why I did it. I regretted it the moment I did it, um, but I'm, I'm still sh- doing it. So. I
1: want to spoil really quickly. The show has been out. For, like, 10 years.
0: It's been out much longer. It's 17, So, I
1: think. well, I guess we're on season 17. So, um, if you haven't watched it, I am spoiling, but it's not a spoiler because the show's been out for 16, 17 years. Um, if you're so- spoiling anything from
0: episodes, or seasons 1 through 5, then you're good. Come about 15 years ago. March 27th, 2005.
1: Dang it. Then I'm not going to say it. What is it? I don't know. I don't know where you're, like, how far... I, I've seen through... Has anybody died yet? Oh, oh, so
0: many. Okay, so no, I'm re-watching Grey's Anatomy. Okay, okay. I've seen Grey's Anatomy say. up until Christina leaves. Okay. I have
1: not seen where oh.
0: Derek dies, but I know that Derek okay. is dead.
1: No, so I'm also re-watching it. So the way that I am when it comes to show, just a little sidebar, mm-hmm. Um, if I... What is this podcast without sidebars? Right. I will, like... Okay, so if I'm starting a show, I cannot watch it if I have to watch it, like, weekly. Like, I just can't. Oh, you yeah. have to wait until they're all available so yes. you can just binge it. Yeah. yes. Um and then so I was doing that with Grace and then I like life happened, I moved to Atlanta and Mm. I just stopped watching. Mm. So now I can't just pick up where I left off because Right. Because Right. Um so I'm rewatching it right now and I'm not far past when George dies.
0: Oh yeah. That's season five. Uh End of season four or end of season... I think it's the
1: end of season four. I think four. it's the end of season five, oh. because I think I'm on season six. Okay. But one, I'm going to say, Shonda, my boy George deserved better. But also, Honestly. the guy who was playing Burke was being super homophobic, and George deserved better. Yes. Um, and also, I usually cry very, very hard, because anybody who knows me... And my love for Grey's Anatomy knows that I love George O'Malley with my entire heart. Yes, there's nothing that I love more in this world than George O'Malley.
0: You know what he, What real life person I equate with George O'Malley? Who Noah?
1: Don't tell me that. Am I wrong?
0: Uh, no. Am I wrong? No. It's the sa- they're the same person. <sighs> they
1: are. Oh, I know. Noah. I know. Look, I literally usually like cry very very hard mm-hmm. when George dies, but this time. I braced myself like a real adult, and I didn't even cry once. Wow. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know what episode I can never brace myself enough for? Ooh.
0: The shooting episode.
1: That one is rough.
0: That's the end of season... If if George dies at the end of season five, then I'm pretty sure the shooting is either the end of season six or season seven. One of them is the fairy, I think. The fairy crash where Meredith, like... Or maybe that's earlier.
1: That's early. That's is like it? season one or season two. Uh
0: that's gotta be season... when Meredith, like, tries to kill herself. It's not season one because I just finished season one. Season one is only like eight episodes long.
1: It might be. Se- it's like season two or season three then. Okay. But yeah, the shooting was really really rough. So you've seen where Mark and Lexi die.
0: Yeah, that one too. I can never prepare that myself enough hard, for that That one's hard, and I'm
1: like genuinely like I cried. I cried harder when. Okay, so in those four, mm-hmm. since you know he dies already, mm-hmm. O'Malley, mm-hmm. Mark, mm-hmm. Lexi, mm-hmm. and then Derek. Mm-hmm. And I love Derek, mm-hmm. but I still cried the least when Derek died. Mm -hmm. O'Malley will always break my heart.
0: Anyway, how I got to that was thinking about, um, I just finished the episode where they get stuck in the elevator and George has to perform (laughs) open-heart surgery on that guy. And I was like, yes! And Alex, like, chokes. And I was like, yeah, screw you, Alex, even though Alex is one of the best, like, character developments that you get in the show. I love Alex Karev. I forgot how much I hated him, because I remember liking him so much, because where I stopped watching, yes. he was such a good character, Dude, and then I, I started watching it again, and I was like, oh, he's actually the worst, like, whenever he puts all those pictures thing. of Izzy up yeah. from whenever she was Dr. Model or whatever, I was like, you,
1: how dare I thought, you? I literally thought the same thing, because, like, I love Karev, too, and, like, I was re-watching, and I was like... Damn, Karev is the
0: worst. You are
1: actually garbage. (laughs) You are
0: actually garbage. But then he develops and he grows, and we're proud. But then such a such a precious baby, right? And then I remember that I absolutely cannot stand Izzy, but I remember at the beginning she was such a likable character, and I relate. I loved her so much.
1: I'm to the point now where Izzy, I don't think Izzy's completely left yet. So Alex is like super upset with her. They're about to get a divorce, but I don't think she's gone completely off the show. But after she cuts Denny's Elvad wire Mm -hmm. and she, like, dips out for a little bit, Mm -hmm. that's when I started to hate her. Yeah. Like, I really didn't like her for the Elvad wire just because, like, I really liked Denny. Yeah. Which I wish they could have done more with his character, but.
0: I I remember, I remember feeling really sorry for her. So I have, it's hard for me because I already kind of didn't like Izzy because I don't like Katherine Heigl.
1: You know what's funny, too? And I try to keep this in mind, because at first I really liked Izzy, but apparently she's really awful to work with. She,
0: yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. I have read so many don't places. Don't come for us. <laughs> yeah, don't come for us. Catherine. There it is. We have one in every <laughs> episode, and this time it's Catherine Heigl. Um, I remember reading somewhere that she is an absolute monster yes.
1: to work with.
0: And so I kind of already didn't like her. Because like I I liked Izzy's character, but I always had that like piece yes, in the back of my exactly. mind where I was like screw you, Catherine Heigl. Exactly. And your character. So there was always a little bit of me that didn't like her. So after Denny and everything, It was already kind of like, all right, well, I'm done with you because I already didn't like you as a person, and now I don't really like your character, so I'm just done with Izzy Stevens. But then after she did all that garbage with um, Alex, that's whenever I was just done with her. Did she like treat
1: Alex how she treated him?
0: Yeah, and then she just like up and left, and he was he 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 had already developed into such a better character at that point, and he actually like truly loved her. Gave a shit, yeah. And then she just left. That messed me up. And then after whenever she was like seeing visions of Denny, but she was like sleeping with Alex, I was like.
1: That's just, what? like, and I get that it was the cancer, but also. Oh, that's right. I
0: forgot. Yeah. That's right. Because she like gets cancer and then she just up and leaves him. I was like, that's not what you do.
1: Yeah. Izzy oh. Stevens is garbage.
0: Izzy Stevens is garbage. Katherine Heigl is apparently a garbage person to work with. Yeah. I'm just not a fan. Anyway. So all that to say, elevators. I was thinking about that episode where George performs open See, heart surgery in the elevator. Um, also,
1: really quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. I've known you for 11 months this month. <gasps> Stop. It. Oh my god,
0: that'd be so funny. Because we really did become friends like that.
1: It was like we got thrown on a cut table together.
0: And it was and all it was uphill all... from there. Aww. And here we are with our podcast. Anyway, um, speaking of the podcast, how about we get back on subject? <laughs> Before that, we were talking about if we would rather die in the fire or jump out the window. And, and now we've come full circle, ladies and gentlemen, and let's continue today with our topic at hand.
1: <laughs> Amazing.
0: Because this is a professional an educational podcast My name is Crystal Marichek with NPR
1: no. <laughs> 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 Yes ma'am
0: I hate myself <laughs> No I love oh. you I don't understand how anybody takes me seriously You know what all prospect of getting a serious job I ever had ended whenever we made this podcast I'm like I want to be a professional historian They're going to be like what do you do And I'm like I have a podcast They're going to listen and be like goodbye <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So coming back to jumping out the window, um, a lot of girls were jumping in twos and threes at a time. So they had a life net that they had like spread out to try and catch people jumping from the windows. But three girls all jumped at one time and they ripped the net. So just one bad situation after bad situation after bad situation. So all that to say, in 18 minutes, the whole thing was over.
1: It's literally like that song, Ironic. I swear. Like, we've got this safety net but you jump on it and, and it it's rips. gonna
0: rip. We've got doors, but you can't get but out of them. they open
1: inward. We've, We've got, got an elevator. And oh yeah. It's locked. We have a fire escape. I'm just going to go home and sing this into the tune of ironic. <laughs> Please record it so we can put it on
0: Instagram. Stream ironic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who sings ironic? Uh
1: oh.
0: Alana Smorsa? Yeah. Yeah. Um Alana Smorsa sponsored. Um so In 18 minutes, it was all over. So all of the numbers I'm about to give you are from the article that says 145 people died. I'm still sticking with 146. I've seen that on more stuff. So take all these numbers of the grain of salt. So they're
1: they're an estimate. Yeah. About. About.
0: Yeah. So estimated 49 people uh, burned to death or had been suffocated by smoke. 36 were dead in the elevator shaft. 36 people were dead in the elevator shaft. 58 died from jumping to the sidewalks. um, And then two more died later from their injuries. So they survived like the initial incident, but then, yeah.
1: That's awful. Injuries, maybe, like,
0: broken bones or something like that. See, I feel
1: like surviving later would be worse than dying then, because it's like, you did it, you made it, and then you just die.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I came so, I, I've come so far. What's that song?
1: I got, oh, Aww. and I in the song. end, it, it didn't, really didn't even matter, even matter, because now you're dead.
0: Ooh, what is the? What are I got words? so
1: far. No,
0: it's I da 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 and in the end, it didn't even matter. I tried. So I tried so hard, hard and, and got and so, so far, far. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we came to us both at the same moment. That was great. <laughs> I tried so hard and got so far, and in the end, it didn't even matter. Is that the story of my life? Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> the answer is yes. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, the answer is no, you're great. No, Not be for like, Thanks. you, to oh. me. <laughs> no, no, Stop, don't never.
1: How dare you. Oh, no ma'am. No ma'am. <laughs> All
0: right, so the fire helps unite organized labor and reform-minded politicians like the progressive New York do- governor, Alfred Smith, um, the senator, Robert F. Wagner, um, a, a lot of people. Uh, one of the legislative architects of FDR's New Deal. Um, Francis Perkins, who served on a committee that helped to set up the Factory Investigation Commission on New York, in New York in the wake of the fire, later became Roosevelt's Secretary of Labor. Um, so, the Workers' Union set up a march on April 5th. So, the fire happened March 25th. April 5th, they had um, a rally in, on New York's Fifth Avenue to protest the conditions that had led to the fire. It was attended by 80,000 people. Wow. That's in, in 1911. That's insane. That's insane. Um, the to kind of put that in perspective, I'm pretty sure it said that in 1909, which was whenever the strike happened, it was like 10,000 people. So multiply that by eight. Um, so there was a lot of evidence that the owners and management um, had been incredibly negligent in the fire, but a grand jury failed to indict them. They were charged for manslaughter. Right. But they were never indicted, even though there was plenty of evidence showing that they could have prevented mm. it. Um so to settle a bunch of different lawsuits that were against them, they eventually paid $75 in compensation to each of the victim's families.
1: We did the math.
0: We did the, do the math. Oh, yeah. I, don't remember, I don't remember what it was, but for it was, comparison... Uh, it
1: was a lot of money that they had received, and it was only like... It was like a couple million, I believe, that mm-hmm. they had received, and they only paid out like a couple hundred dollars to each person. I think person. it was a couple thousand. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like $1,400.
0: Yeah. Per compared person. to like... Over a million that they had gotten. Yeah. So, in 1911 money, they paid $75 in compensation compensation to each victim's family, but they received $400 for each death from their insurer. So, they gave less than a quarter of what they received from their insurer to the families of these people to settle the lawsuits I just against them. I'm do the
1: math really quickly because some ASMR of my pop socket. So, 146 people times 400. Right? Yeah. So, that's... Fifty eight forty, or that's fifty eight four. Sorry.
0: Okay. So this is a money converter that's gonna take how much it was worth in nineteen eleven to how much it was worth in two thousand sixteen. So that's not even completely accurate because we've come four years from then, and the value of the dollar is o- only ever decreasing, right. um, especially in the last six months. But we don't to talk about it. So they received seventy five dollars for each person. That means. So, they paid out $75 for each person, which is roughly $1,895. However, they received from their insurer 400, 400 which is over $10,000. So,
1: they received.
0: So, they got $1.5 million, basically. $1,475,411. And paid out dollars Yep. Per each person. Very cool. Yep. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, and that's, again, that's rough estimation. Um, one, it's a Inflation calculator and two it only goes to two thousand and sixteen, so um, oh, it's a, rus- a, a rough, a rough estimate. A rough estimate, yes. So, so still, they were responsible responsible for this massacre, and it did finally compel the city to enact reform. Um, in addition to the Sullivan Hoey Fire Prevention Law that passed that October, the New York Democratic uh, conventions or D- Democratic set took up the cause of the worker and became known as the Reform Party. Um, both were crucial in preventing similar disasters in the future. So, yeah, um, there was also a massive funeral procession for the fire's victims. Um, There were 350,000 people. Wow. That's insane. That's
1: really sweet.
0: Yeah, it is really sweet. I love love that.
1: Sometimes I love people. I love when people are good people. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't happen often enough.
0: But anyway, so, yeah, that is the story of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. And uh, And this
1: is why we have OSHA laws. And this is why we have OSHA laws. Friends, follow OSHA laws, I guess. I don't know. And don't trip over um, brooms that are laying in the floor. That is considered an OSHA violation. I repeat. I cannot. An OSHA violation. I cannot
0: calculate how many OSHA violations are in that place. That we both used. There are so many Can we
1: just talk about the propane leak? And the propane poisoning that I had acquired or had acquired, excuse me, from that job. Oh my god. Okay. Propane poisoning. I want to
0: reiterate. Was it propane poisoning or CO two poisoning?
1: Probably CO two.
0: I think it was CO two.
1: Even better. We are now going to talk about MK Ultra.
0: Ooh. Ooh. They actually referenced MK Ultra in one of the last episodes I listened to of them, and I thought of you, and I was like, we should do that again soon, and then you were like, I think I'm gonna redo MKUltra, and I was like, "Hail yeah. Yeah, I've
1: wanted to, because, like, it's really interesting, and mm-hmm. it's really messed up, mm-hmm. and, like, it sucks that I was super awkward, and it also sucks that your neighbors were arguing. Yeah,
0: like, the first episode will never be, but
1: now we have a chance now we've grown a lot
0: as podcasters exactly so we can do
1: it a lot better now and that's why i was like i'm less awkward like i'm still awkward but i'm less awkward than i was when i was like so i'm still gonna mess up i'm still gonna be really awkward that's just who i am as a human being but like less awkward than it would have been if it was the second episode
0: i mean that 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 one episode was pretty awkward but that it was also what the third time we had recorded it was second is that supposed to be episode two? Yeah. Holy moly. That That's
1: much. what it, it says. Episode two.
0: Are you kidding yeah. me? Holy cow. That was going to be our first public episode then, because episode yeah. one is only available on Patreon. Holy moly. Yeah. We've
1: come a long way. That's ways. a lot of pressure. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's not episode two anymore. This is now episode six. Six B. Six B. <laughs> we're, we're a sound. Actually. Okay. So we're a cassette tape.
0: Let's see the beginning. Uh, it, the rambling is six A. Um the Triangle Short Factory is six B. In- um the Grey's Anatomy interim is six C. We're um, on six D now. Oh no no no. So then there's um six B Reprise reprise oh, where we right. finish up Triangle shirtwaist Factory <laughs> And then there's
1: 6D. So we are on 6D of this cassette tape, okay? <laughs> um, and we are going to be talking about MK MKUltra. Um, Disc 4.
0: Of the collector's edition. <laughs> yes. Okay, So Sorry.
1: I'm just going to go ahead and dive on in. Such your shit. Oh, history.com. Always. You guys know I love history.com. <laughs> I'm never not going to use history.com. I love it. Um. So for those of you who have been living under a rock, not really because like... It's only been a couple years since I've learned about MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. Um, so MNK. M- 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 <laughs> MK Ultra was a top secret CIA project in which the agency conducted hundreds of experiments um, to assess the potential use of LSD and other drug other drugs yep. other drugs for mind control, information gathering, and for psychological torture. Um, a lot of these subjects were not aware of what they were mm-hmm. referring to. So that is MKUltra like that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's this is factual. This isn't just a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Like this is factual um that the CIA did perform these tests mm-hmm. on these people.
0: Can we talk about the fact that whenever we started the podcast, we so we have a Google Doc where we have all of our episode ideas listed. And I couldn't remember what MK Ultra was called when I was so I originally had my because again, if you don't know the story already, go back and listen to our other episodes. But whenever it was only going to be me doing the podcast, I had my own list of things I wanted to do, and then I made it a Google Doc. Whenever you and I both started doing it, so that you could access it too. But whenever I made the list originally, and I thought of that, I couldn't think of what it was called. So in the Google Doc, I I like made the name of it. or whatever like the line it said um government t- uh experiment on or like
1: Mind control experiment on Un- U.S. citizens or by the government like that.
0: or something like that. Something weird. It was just like really vague. I was like that time whenever the government was like doing weird testing on citizens. And then Megan put in parentheses in all caps N.K. Ultra with like six question marks <laughs> next to it. And I could see because like Google Docs will tell you whenever each user wrote what. So it was like my writing, and then it was like M.K. Ultra from Megan. And I was like, I guess so. Yes.
1: <laughs> you were really excited about. it. I was like, now I feel dumb. I was. Anyway, um, it's so. So the only thing that really sucks about MK Ultra is like, there's only one. (laughs) Well, no, Um, but as far as researching it, um, like you can go to Wikipedia and there's like. There's a lot of information, but, like, I don't think it's pertinent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be, but I just don't find that it is. So there's not a whole lot of information about it. Like, you can go to the CIA's website, and there's mm-hmm. just documents from, like, TV, so TV there's scripts.
0: So there's a lot of information about it, but there's not a lot of easily digestible information <laughs> exactly. about it. Like, in order to do a full episode on it, it would be hours of research. Exactly.
1: And we, we ain't got the time. I don't have the time. We're busy. So, exactly.
0: Well, we'll this will be our, our stepping stone into it maybe someday if we get enough patrons yeah patreon.com <laughs> okay. slash shot misses of history and we actually can like devote more time to this. maybe right. we can like do a part two or something exactly but.
1: um but as of right now, like, there's just not a whole lot of information about it. And I just don't have the time to sit there and stare at my computer screen for hours. Animal Crossing is calling my name. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so MK Ultra lasted from 1953 until about 1973. But the details didn't become public until 1975 during a congressional investigation into widespread illegal CIA activities within the U.S. and around the world. Um, so that is just a little general consensus about MK Ultra really awful things happening and it was only it only lasted for 20 years only yes only 20 years um when did it start 1953 okay oh did you already say that i'm sorry no you're fine yeah 1953 to 1973 but didn't become public until two years later okay um so the cold war really kind of impacted this Mm -hmm. um In the 1950s and the 1960s, which was the height of the Cold War, the U.S. feared that the Soviet, the Chinese, and the North Korean agents were using mind control to brainwash U.S. prisoners of war in Korea. So they thought that these other... um, Mind control? It's just called torture, my dude. Yes. They thought that these other government rulers were, like, using mind control Mm -hmm. to... Right. Yes. Torture our... Soldiers. That's what I'm trying to say, but words are hard. Um, Alan Doles, who was the director of the CIA-approved Project MKUltra in 1953, uh, aimed to develop techniques that could be used against Soviet block enemies to control human behavior with drugs and other psychological manipulators. Um, The program involved more than 150 human experiments involving psychedelic drugs, paralytic... Paralytics. Why did I put such an emphasis on that? Holy shit! You put the wrong
0: emphasis. On, you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable.
1: God, what is happening to my brain? We're both having strokes. Gosh, and electroshock therapy, which is what I need apparently. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, some were aware, like I said. Others weren't. Even with the went, yes, even when the hallucinogens started taking place. So okay. some of them were aware of what was going on. Halluc- hallucinations the hallucinogen, hallucinogenic drugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so some of them were aware, some of them were not. Some of the patients claimed to be messed up mentally and physically afterwards. Um oh, nah, duh Yeah, right. There was said to be testing done on terminal patients because they weren't sure of the effects of the treatment. So people who, like, terminal cancer. Um, they weren't sure <laughs> if they were going to live or die, so they just tested on them anyways because it was like, but oh all, well. But
0: all lives matter, right?
1: And that's on don't be a dumb bitch in uh, case you
0: couldn't tell that was 100 percent sarcasm coming from me <laughs> yes Screw all yes uh,
1: most tests were conducted at like universities hospitals and prisons in the u.s and some in canada uh, most took place between 1953 and 1964 um, although they're unclear how many people were involved um they were kept poor records and A lot of the documents were destroyed when the program was officially halted in 1973.
0: Well, yeah, of course it was. They don't want all their stuff.
1: Yeah. Eh, Right.
0: There are so many different conspiracies we get into where there's just, like, not documentation. It's like, of course there's not documentation.
1: Right. So let's get into the LSD and...
0: Not actually. We're not actually... No,
1: we are not drug users.
0: Taking LSD? Pop?
1: I think we talked about this the last time we recorded this, like, two months ago. I don't know how you do LSD. I don't do drugs.
0: I actually think we talked about this in the Diet Love Pass episode.
1: I think you might be right.
0: Because we talked about... Because we were like, I haven't done a lot of drugs in my life.
1: And then we were like, wait, we can't joke like that. People are going to think we're junkies. We never do drugs. Ever. I drink wine occasionally. Yeah. More than occasionally. I like a good beer. (laughs) Exactly. Occasionally. But but I don't... Inject LSD.
0: Stop. <laughs> we both know that's not how you do LSD. It's it's like a tablet, right?
1: I it's like a little thing.
0: You're supposed to put it on your tongue.
1: Yes, I've seen. L- LSD is acid, right?
0: Yeah. Right. So then,
1: yes, I believe it does go on your. tongue.
0: Yeah, it's like an acid tab, and then you put it on your tongue
1: or under your tongue. I don't or know. Or under your. T- is it under your
0: tongue? I think it's on. Okay.
1: I genuinely don't know. I
0: can't remember what movie I saw it in. I know that they. No, it, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Everything I know about LSD, I learned from The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Amazing. <laughs> and maybe Across the Universe. Maybe. No, it's the I'm
1: not a big movie fanatic.
0: It's the musical-based... It, it, it's kind of... You know how, like, Mamma Mia is <clears throat> all music from uh, ABBA, or yeah. ABBA, however you say it? Um, across the Universe is the same thing, but it's all music from the Beatles. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't remember if they... Do it. I guess if I can't remember then I probably didn't learn from that. I can see a very specific scene in my head where I see somebody putting an acid tab on their tongue. I feel like almost like you put those like fruit roll up tattoos on your tongue. Like you press them on there. But I can't I feel like
1: you're right. But like the mint the mint those little, yeah, those little yeah. mint
0: tab things yes. that you put on your yeah. yeah I feel yeah, like yeah. You're, I
1: feel like you are right. I either way, we don't we very obviously don't do drugs.
0: Yeah, so we we know the general way on how it's ingested, I guess, yes. but we don't know if it's called like popping LSD or taking <laughs> LSD or ab- absorbing. I don't know.
1: It doesn't matter. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Um, so the CIA <laughs> began to experiment with L S D under the direction of Sydney. I cannot pronounce his last name, so I'm not even going to try to. I wanna try. It's like literally looks like just a I just like got was typing really quickly and just put in a bunch of letters.
0: I'm gonna say Gottlieb. Maybe. Sydney what's his face? <laughs> yes, Sydney I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild guess and say Gottlieb, but that's probably
1: wrong. I mean, Maybe it's a better guess than what I would have done. So um, well, he, he
0: didn't was, make a guess. So yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was an agency chemist and a poison expert. Ooh, um, he believed the agency could harness the drug's mind altering properties for brainwashing and psychological torture. That's um, horrific. Yes, Ooh. the CIA began to fund studies at Columbia University, Stanford Unifer- University. Yep. What is happening? When- university and other colleges on the effects of the drug. After a series of testing, the drug was deemed to Too unpredictable for use in counterintelligence. Shocking. Right? Isn't that crazy? Who would have
0: thought? Who would have thought that a hallucinogenic (laughs) drug couldn't be harnessed? Right. Crazy. I actually feel like if we devoted enough of science, we probably could, but we shouldn't. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. It's kind of like... I almost said (laughs) autoerotic. It's like artificial intelligence in robots. Like, I don't need a self-thinking robot. Don't do that. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean you should.
1: You know what? There's a quote that I saw one time in like 7th grade and it stuck with me. Artificial intelligence is no match for natural, stu- natural stupidity. Natural stupidity. Yep. It's a good quote.
0: Why did I think, auto- actually, I think it's because I watched BoJack Horseman the other day because I was trying to torture myself. Um, I love BoJack Horseman, but given the current events in my life, it's not a great show for me to watch at the moment. Right. Um, oh, yeah. You've seen it. You know exactly yeah. why. Um, so I was watching BoJack because I was in my feelings and wanted something to make me even more sad. Um, and I watched God, the episode that. where that guy died from autoerotic asphyxiation because he was like trying to do it for whatever reason. People do that. And he accidentally killed himself. Amazing. And now I guess that's just in my brain now. Plus, it's also kind of fun to say autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm done with that. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, Sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> you just had to hear me say the word erotic like five times.
1: Amazing. Creepy. I love it. I'm going to make that my ringtone. Please don't. My All voice. It
0: is- One, it's my voice. Two, it's the word erotic. And with- I
1: can't. That's exactly what I need. It's no. just Crystal saying erotic over and over again. And I'm just going to purposely not answer my phone anymore.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, you're going to go home and you're going to make the song Ironic into um, a version with the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, and I'm going to take it and I'm going to change the whole song into erotic.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> I hate myself. All right, let's move no. on. So, also included experiments with MDMA me- mescaline, mescaline. We looked that up. What is that? I don't remember. Oh, um, that okay. is a hallucinogenic drug.
0: So I'm guessing MDMA is too?
1: Yes. Um, heroin, barbiturates, oh. meth, and magic mushrooms. So these were all things that they were using to test. Amazing. Um, let's get into something called Operation Midnight Climax. This was a project in which the government employed prostitutes and lured unsuspecting men to CIA safe houses where <laughs> drug experiments took place.
0: We talked about this the first time we recorded it, but the fact that they called it Midnight Climax The name I mean the name is fitting. I I hate it. I hate it so much. I you know also what, hate it,
1: but you also You know what I bet
0: they participated in?
1: Autoerotic Association. I was gonna say in in in, but <laughs> I hate us both. Same. Oh god Man, I'm sorry, mom. I, yeah <laughs> this is a rough one for our parents it really is they dosed the men with lsd and watched the drug effects on their behavior um the people in the c with the sex workers yes so like they dosed the cia dosed the men that were they were luring into the safe houses and they were watching behind a two-way mirror okay and then they had oh my recording. god that's creepy then they had recording devices yes so while the women were in there um then they ah. had recording devices that they installed in the rooms disguised as outlets.
0: Oh, I got just actual chills. Mm-hmm. That is, a that's creepy. Don't
1: come from a U.S. government, but. That's disgusting. WTF.
0: Yeah. There are a lot of things we could say that are WTF <laughs> about the U.S. government. Just, I mean, not even just current events, but historically. Like, you're literally drugging people. I feel like that probably still goes on. What if MK Ultra is actually still happening? Oh, God. Oh, I don't need to think about this. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm alone in this apartment for the next you while. Right. Yeah, Thing. You want to spend the night? I'm already <laughs> creeped out. All right. Anyway,
1: <laughs> most experiments took place in San Francisco and um, Marion County, California, and in New York City. So bigger cities. Okay. Um, they had little oversight in the CIA. bigger cities.
0: Where in the world is Marion County, California? Uh, I'm
1: not sure. But I'm assuming it's probably close to San Francisco.
0: When I think of oh, yes, Marion, I think of exit fifty three on I eighty one in Virginia.
1: Yes. Um they had little oversight in the CIA agents involved, admitting that a free willing party like atmosphere prevailed. So Great. No shit you gave these men these grown men drugs and was surprised that they started the party. Crazy.
0: That's just Isn't that but okay, aren't hallucinogenics? I feel like I've definitely heard of people having like a bad trip. Yeah. That's a trip. It's not a high. It's a trip.
1: Yeah. So like.
0: So what? But what about uh, like the floor melting away makes you want to party? Like I feel like that would scare the living bejesus out of me. Me too. But like I if trees like began the, to talk to me. Right. Well, I, I don't feel know if like that's really that what stuff
1: happens. is only like heightened if you like have anxiety about it. Okay. And I don't, to my knowledge. Which I mean, not to my knowledge, like these men didn't know they were being drugged. Right. So, Again,
0: everything I know about LSD, I learned from The Perks of Being a Wallflower and one episode of BoJack Horseman.
1: That's the extent to my drug knowledge. You should be proud of me, Mom. Yeah. Be proud of me that I don't do drugs. Right.
0: Like, it's um, like it's like that thing I remember resonating with this so hard whenever I was like seventeen and angsty. Because <laughs> like I mean I. I'll, people expected a lot from me when I was in high school and I feel like they still do um I was like a great student and I'd never got in trouble and stuff like that but I remember like I would get mad at myself for like getting stressed out about the millions of things that I put on my poor 17 year old brain and then I would be like I would like have these moments where I was like you're a garbage human being why can't you do anything and then I'd be like at least you're not doing drugs, like being, <laughs> Crystal. Give yourself a break. You're not an addict at seventeen. Like being you're fine. Being an AC
1: teenager was the highlight of my life.
0: I'm, I'm I'm sorry, Mom. Being an AC teen, I'm surprised I survived it. Honestly, honestly, that was that was a rough time. I'm still I'm still having a rough time, but at least I'm like
1: less angsty now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I say less because I'm less angsty, but Mom, more anxious.
1: <laughs> exactly, and Mom, I'm just gonna say that um, it wasn't a phase.
0: Yeah, it's not a phase, mom, it's who I really am.
1: Here I am, 23 years old, still listening to Pierce Adele crying. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, because I've always been really mature for my age. I was, Same. like, always very mature for my class and for the right. people my age. And so, like, my mom was always telling But I was still always my age, but mm-hmm. just more mature. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, when I was going through my angsty teenage phase, I was, like, the angsty 15-year-old, but I was actually 13. So, like, yeah. you know.
0: See, I was an angsty teenager, but I wasn't, like, I was only angsty to myself. <laughs> I wasn't right. like, I wasn't mean to my parents. No, I wasn't but, like an unruly kid. I, I didn't start being open to my parents about my mental health until I was like 20. Yeah. I think like, I didn't even tell them that I was going to therapy for a long time yeah. because I was like, I can't be a bird and I need to make sure that I'm perfect. Yeah. They, they didn't make me feel like I needed to do that, but I was ashamed of my own feelings. Yeah. So I was secretly angsty for a long time. And I I'm was, like, they I s- was
1: definitely angsty. My mom, my poor mom. <laughs> My poor mom. But my mom, one thing my mom always told me was that, like, you are not, like, you know, she was like, in two years, you're not going to be the same person you are now, you know? And that's, like, that stuck with me, and that's true. Like, if I were to sit here and say that, even being 23 years old, that if I tried to sit here and say I'm the same person that I was when I was 20, I'd be lying. I'm not the same
0: person I was a year ago.
1: Exactly.
0: And you you and I both went through a lot of the same stuff in the last year.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and genuinely, like... The only time you should cancel somebody, and I use air quotes there, um, is when they are actively not trying to make a change you or know, denying
0: that what they did was ever a problem. Exactly,
1: like we They're are trying to
0: justify it. Exactly, that's we are that's human a problem, and
1: we make mistakes.
0: Yeah, it's like that that little thing that I posted about Black Lives Matter. It was that little comic with the guy who has like a sign that says Black Lives Matter, and then another guy comes in and he goes, "Actually, all lives matter." And the guy with the Black Lives Matter poster says. Of course, all lives matter, but we have to work to make sure But black lives are the ones that are in danger right now. And we have to make sure that black lives matter in order to make sure that all lives really do matter. Yeah. And then the other guy is like, oh, I never thought about it that way. But doesn't changing my mind now make me a hypocrite? And the other guy goes, no, it means you're growing as a person. Exactly. And he's like, OK, yeah. And then at the very last little like window of the comic, which I think is really cute, um, the original guy is still holding the Black Lives Matter poster. And then the other guy is holding one that says, yeah. It's like Black Lives Matter and the other guy's like, yeah. And Aww. it's like, it's yeah, it, You there's a difference in growing as a person and unlearning old ways and then also trying to justify your actions exactly. and not grow any from it. Exactly. And that's why, like, I don't like to say that people are even canceled for not, for, like, justifying their actions and not changing. That's just, that's, you're not canceling them. You're just calling them out on their bullshit and mm-hmm. refusing to support them in exactly. that. You know, I hate the term cancel because it just holds so it. much weight behind I hate it. it too. It's like, you're not, it's not canceled. It's, I mean. Yeah, they're – sure, you're not going to support them anymore, but call it what it is. Stop stop polarizing it so much. Like, say – because it's so easy to be like, oh, they're canceled, and then not actually provide any reasoning. The important part of calling someone out and making sure that you're boycotting or, you know, staying away from it is is to bring awareness to the thing that is a problem.
1: But you also have to acknowledge if it – which – if it was a one-time thing, it's not it's still not okay. right But what you need to acknowledge is if this person is actively trying to grow and change and be a better person.
0: And genuinely exactly not not apologizing because they got caught. Anyway.
1: anyways, back to um, our podcast. <laughs> um, an agent named George White wrote Sydney um, in 1971. Of course, I was a very minor missionary, actually a heretic. Heretic. We did this. We did this the last time too. Heretic. Heretic. Yes, but I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, and cheat, steal, deceive, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the all-highest? I'm sorry. What is that in reference to? This was an agent. An agent named George White wrote to Sydney, who was the poison expert.
0: Got it. Um, Basically saying, like, I did all these terrible things, but the government told me to. Yes. And it was a great time. Yep. Wow. That's concerning. That person was probably a serial killer.
1: Probably. Zodiac? I was going to say. <laughs> I was literally about to say. um, so. <laughs> If
0: you if you abolish the police, how will you ever Keep how you ever solve crimes. White woman with podcasts, Steven.
1: <laughs> That's my dad's name. That's why it's so funny to me. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny because I was like, Steven and I didn't think anybody got the reference. And then your mom was like, Steven And I was like, my <laughs> favorite murder. <laughs> Murderinos unite.
1: That's so funny. I love it.
0: Karen Kogaroff, please love me. Because I sure as heck
1: love you. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Anyway. um, So a couple people did die um (laughs) surprise surprise (laughs) but we're gonna talk about i'm sorry it's not funny that they died just the way you delivered that line so a couple people did die (laughs) i mean to be to be suspected expected um so we're gonna talk about one in particular by the name of frank olson um okay he was a scientist who worked for the cia um and at a retreat in 1953 he drank a cocktail that had been spiked with lsd shocker how do you spike
0: Okay. I just don't, I don't understand. Know. I think I'm going to do, like, an actual research on the making of LSD, because I want to understand it in its forms to fully grasp the concept yeah, of this, I because, I, I well, I guess if, in order to turn it into a tab, it has to be another kind of, like, form originally, right. so, okay. Uh,
1: what I'm assuming is, like, a pill that, like...
0: I... um Listeners, watch your drinks. Also, friends of listeners, watch your drinks. Also, Also, just don't
1: roofie people. Don't
0: roofie people. Yes. <laughs> don't roofie people. Don't drug people. And also, if you were out at a bar and you see somebody trying to do some shady stuff- Punch them in the face. Punch them in the face. Stop it. Make ma- make a move. Yes, do something about it. Like- it's like that uh, that social experiment where the guy goes in and he like, uh, girls are like, hey, watch my drink. And then their friends don't actually watch, and he puts something in yeah. it, and they come back, and he's like, "Hey, don't drink that." She's like, "Why?" And he's like, "I put something in it." And they're like, "What the heck?" And he's like, "You told your friends to watch your drink, and they didn't."
1: Yeah. So if you have be better like friends, like that, but also get new friends, also as someone who was a bartender, like. I can promise you that, like, while in the moment you making a scene is going to look bad, but once you, like, we obviously have to get to the bottom of a situation as to why this broke out, but, like, once we find out, like, hey, you're stopping something, stopping someone from roofing somebody, you're fine. You're not going to get barred. You're not going to get kicked out. And even
0: if you don't punch them, just be like, hey, I see this happening, and it needs to stop. Or if you want to be subtle, take a video, make sure you get their face on camera, and then whenever the girl comes back, be like, hey, don't do that. Video evidence, call the police. Yep. Exactly. Call the police. Or just be like
1: me and be super aggressive and just, like, smash the glass on them. Okay, that's not my style, but... I'm an aggressive person. I am not. Everything I do is with aggression.
0: That's, your rage staff's the store, Megan.
1: Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, um, November 28, 1953, Olsen fell to his death from the window of a New York City hotel room and an alleged suicide alleged.
0: Okay, so the drink itself didn't kill him.
1: No, he was or Did he die presumably intoxicated and fell from a window.
0: Okay. So there are a couple different ways this could go. One, he was super out of it because there was LSD in his drink and he fell to his death over the thing, or the drug in his drink killed him and someone threw him off the out of the window in order to cover it up. Either way, both of those scenarios could be caused by the drink and just covered Correct. up as a suicide. But I highly doubt it's a suicide. Well, in
1: 1994, his family decided Question to have a second... everything. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. In 1994, his family decided to have a second autopsy performed, and the forensic team found injuries on the body that had likely occurred before the fall.
0: Great. So, cool. Not a suicide. Perfect.
1: Right. Um, this sparked conspiracy theories that also may have been assassinated by the CIA. Um, after prolonged legal proceedings, his family was awarded a settlement of 750... A lot of money and received the personal apology from President Gerald Ford and then and then CIA director William Colby Where's the number? Oh. Right here.
0: That's 7
1: million. 7.5 million. The comma's
0: in a weird place. I feel like you probably tried to type 750,000.
1: Uh, let me see. I did.
0: Yeah, 700 Yeah, $750,000. Okay.
1: Why am I so bad with numbers? Okay. So, anyways, um, a lot of money for mm-hmm. killing him. So
0: what? What was the reasoning? Who was he? Why was he important enough to? Or ah. was it just like an accident? And they were like, "Oh, now we got to cover this up." But if there was a conspiracy that the oh, CIA okay. had murdered him,
1: yeah, no, he was a scientist who worked for the CIA.
0: Okay, yeah. so maybe they were like, "You know too much, and you're not exactly being loyal." So Indeed. goodbye. Indeed, got it. Yeah, because if he was a scientist, he was going to be too smart to... Indeed. Yeah. That, that, that's a murder. Sorry. Don't come from the American government, but that's a murder.
1: Indeed. Um, so, let's talk about a man named King Casey and other MKUltra participants. People who willingly did oh, this. Okay. okay. Um, King Casey, which is the author of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which I've never personally read i have read part of it but i have seen the movie and it's amazing
0: jack nicholson is incredible it's heartbreaking and i cry every time
1: well he volunteered for mk ultra experiments with lsd while he was a college student in stanford university
0: you know what that makes a lot of one flew at the cuckoo's nest make a lot of sense
1: um he promoted the drug hosted lsd field parties that he called acid tests and oh. basically he combined the drug the drug use with musical performances and psychedelic effects so, like, so he paints, threw a musical festival, yes, paint, like a rave, uh, paints and black lights. Like, these parties influenced the early development of hippie culture and kick started the 1960 psychedelic drug scene.
0: Oh, okay, so yeah, exactly what I was thinking yeah. it was.
1: All right, um, let me see here. Other notable people who reportedly volunteered for CIA backed experiments include Robert Hunter, um, the Grateful Dead lyricist Ted. <laughs>
0: My I know you weren't going to say Ted Bundy, but <laughs> Reptilian Brain said Ted Bundy.
1: Kegs. Kegs. I'm not even going to. Don't come for me.
0: Oh, Ted Kaczynski. Yes. The Unabomber. Yeah. I thought you were saying... Okay, hold on. I think
1: I read it. Okay, yeah. I read it weird. So the L, Robert Hunter, Hunter was, who was the Grateful Dead lyricist. Yeah, Ted, and then
0: Ted Kaczynski, yes. who was the Unabomber.
1: And James Joseph Whit, oh, Whitey, I guess. Bug? Blah, Bulger? Yes, the notorious Boston mobster. So those are just some. Oh,
0: Bulger. I think it's Bulger. Words
1: are hard. Yeah, but anyways. General I I, I
0: Honest to God, thought you were trying to tell me that Ted Kaczynski (laughs) wrote lyrics for the Grateful Dead, and I was like, I have concerns.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, so they also willingly participated in it. Um, That doesn't
0: surprise me. Have you seen pictures of Ted Kaczynski? No. (laughs) He's terrifying.
1: Um, There's a section here. This is what I read the last time and we were kind of like what? So I'm just going to mention it and if it doesn't make sense I guess we can just cut it out. Okay. Um, The church committee um, in 1974 New York Times journalist a, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his name so I'm just going to say a New York Times journalist Mm. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Or Seymour Hirsch It's
0: Seymour Hirsch. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, he published a story about how the CIA had conducted non consensual drug experiments and illegal spying operations on U.S. citizens. His report stated the lengthy process of bringing long suppressed details about MKUltra to light. Um, the following year, President Ford set up a United States President's Commission on CIA activities within the United States to investigate illegal CIA activities, including MKUltra and other experiments on unsuspecting citizens. The commission was led by Vice President Nelson Rockefeller and is commonly referred to as the Rockefeller Commission. The Church Committee, which was held by Idaho Democratic Senator Frank Church... Okay,
0: so it's called Church because of a dude. It's not... I was like, what does this have to do with a religion? All right, I get it now.
1: Yes, okay, so um, Democratic Senator Frank Church was a larger investigation into the abuses of the CIA the fbi and other u.s intelligence agencies during the during and after the resignation of president richard nixon this is making more sense now yes um than when i read it the first time um the church committee delved delved yeah yes delved in the plots to assassinate foreign leaders including cuban dictator fidel castro congolese yeah, yeah congolese, congolese independence. independence leader patrice patrice La-
0: Lumumba Lumumba.
1: yeah it also uncovered thousands of documents related to mk ultra so the church committee was doing work this is where remember we were like what's the relevance mm-hmm. but basically it's just explaining okay, how so, much of a badass beach they were
0: right so the the committee was so the way it's tied to mk <clears throat> ultra from what i can gather is that the committee was put together in order to investigate Expose. the cia yeah. And they found that there were these plots to assassinate foreign leaders. Okay, that makes a lot more sense than the first time we yeah. recorded. Okay. Well,
1: it, yeah. Got um, it. These revelations resulted in Ford's 1976 executive order on intelligent activities that prohibited experimentation with drugs on human subjects except with the informed consent in writing and witnessed by a disinterested party of each such human subject. Disinterested party. I think that's a funny way of saying unbiased. Yes. Okay, alright. So, the church
0: committee makes a lot more sense yeah. now. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, Yeah. I don't know why we were so confused.
0: I think it's because you weren't actually reading from the document the last time. You just had your notes and you didn't, like, put a whole lot in your notes about it. So we were like, what yeah. does this have to do with anything?
1: Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is MKUltra. And, um... Oh. <laughs> wow. It's a mess. Most genuinely, it, like... Would you say it's a hot mess? I would absolutely say. And, like... The thing is, is, like, I think I would rather it be a conspiracy theory. You would rather it be fake? Yeah. Because you don't want to think about our government doing something like that? Drugging people for no reason? Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, they're not, you know, they're not 10 for 10 on good decisions, so. No. Are they even 1 for 10?
1: No. Obama wasn't bad, but that was the people that did that. Sad. Sad boy. Sad boy hours.
0: Well dude, that was actually I'm really glad that we were able to redo it. I'm glad our first one got messed up because that was actually really Yeah, it was yeah. much better. Not I not agree. nothing against you the no, first time yeah, we did yeah, it, yeah. but we were like brand spanking new then. So and,
1: Yeah, and that made much more sense. Like when I read back just now I was like, Why were we so confused? But that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's MK Ultra and uh oh. Yeah. That's wild. Isn't it? I have no desire to do <laughs> drugs ever. Me either. I feel like I need to learn now how LSD is made and done just so that way I kind of, like, have a grasp on, like, how Frank Olsen was drugged.
0: Yeah. You know? Like, how it actually got into... I mean, I guess if it's a tab that can dissolve on your tongue, it can dissolve in water, too. But there's got to... There has to be a process before it becomes a tab. Exactly. Like, it has to exude... Exude? It has to exist in another form. I'm pretty sure there's, like, a whole show on Netflix about hallucinogenic drugs. I think you're right. About, it's just, like, a bunch of celebrities talking about how they did LSD. Because um, I watched it. I started watching it thinking it was going to be super informative. And then it um, wasn't. And then it wasn't, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it was just all these people being like, yeah, I did all these drugs. And I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you, but where's the where's the information? Yeah, I, I came here to learn. Not to hear about your weird trip.
0: Yeah. Also I don't get how they're not getting there must be a statute of limitations on that. Because I do not get arrested for that. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. I really liked that. That I was like that, that was a too. good time. Yeah. Um all right. So uh housekeeping. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HMH podcast. Uh, email us at podcast at gmail.com you can find us on Facebook our fan page is called hot messes of history we don't monitor well I mean I guess we're admins but we don't really like do any of that it, yeah. it was created by fans for fans so y'all have fun with that um, I am Crystal you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at cmayorcheck don't try and spell it if you've listened to the podcast you've heard this spiel before just go to the podcast uh, socials and Megan and I are the only people that either of them follow So you can just follow us from there
1: And I'm Megan, Mm -hmm. and I'm only going to let you follow me on... I almost said Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. (gasps) I would never. I I, I could never. I would only let you follow me on Instagram, and I'm also not going to spell it because every single bit of my name is spelled and pronounced weird, But I will
0: say her name is Megan Caudell, in case your mom is listening. Yes. It's Caudell. Caudell, yes. (laughs) If you don't get that, I mispronounced it a couple episodes ago, and her mom blasted me on Patreon, (laughs) and I was like, oh, God,
1: (laughs) um so that is also under the
0: podcast socials yes
1: yes (sighs) all right
0: gosh oh you can also uh support us on patreon at um it's www.patreon.com slash hot messes of history um yeah this has been a good time it has Uh, we apologize for our two-week absence we are going to get better um and honestly
1: life's just been crazy it's been
0: yeah i'm sorry global pandemic in general the world falling apart Nazis are back. It's it's a wild ride. I guess the Nazis have been back, but...
1: <laughs> the Nazis are back in full force. I keep yawning. It's yeah, because it's... I slept, like, three hours and then I worked ten today.
0: Yeah. I keep yawning because i'm crushed under the weight of my life currently and i work fly. too much
1: alexa play fireflies by Al city
0: this is us uh we hope that you'll listen again uh again thank you guys so much for all of your support our our numbers just keep growing we're really excited with how this is going i think we're almost at 300 if yeah. we haven't already hit it yeah um it's it's been a wild ride and we're we both were really upset to miss two weeks we're really glad to be back um and hopefully that will have to happen hopefully life won't get that awful again
1: yeah hopefully. Um, and hopefully. hopefully
0: my computer won't just eat episodes. You better believe I'm gonna make dang sure it's still there when I close it this oh my time. God, I so, hope so, yeah. All right. Well, um, listeners, remember
1: question everything,
0: inspect your shit,
1: and also wash your damn hands. Wash your damn hands, and also stay in Cali Torres. Sit, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it comes full circle. This has been Crystal Jack. <laughs> not with NPR. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> Yes. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. No. No, (laughs) ma'am. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.